0: This is Brain Diet, episode number 128. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we are talking about questions to ask when you are losing weight. When it comes to the questions that we ask in our mind, we all ask terrible ones really. If you actually start to spend time checking in with the questions that you ask yourself, I can promise you will find some terrible ones. And that's actually a good thing because that's kind of like finding a thorn in your side. And then I'm going to give you today the steps of removing that thorn. So if you find terrible questions, that's great because all that means is that if you follow what I'm going to share with you today, you can remove that thorn in your side and feel immediately a lot better. But when it comes to our asking of terrible questions, I do, I'm, we all do this, I do this, and I have noticed this especially so over the summers we've been traveling and going on vacation, is I feel like before we go on vacation, I ask the most terrible questions. I start to ask things like, what if I forget something really important? What if we die while the kids are home and we're gone and then our kids are going to be orphans? Like, why does this have to be so hard to pack for? And why do I have to think so hard about this? And why does everything have to be so expensive, right? And that's just like a small portion of what starts to happen in my mind when I am preparing for things for traveling. And even like for day trips, if we go somewhere, like if we go to a theme park, then my mind starts to ask all of these worst case scenario, terrible type questions. And so the three, shep- the three steps that I'm sharing today are what I want you to put into practice as you start to pay attention to the questions that you're asking yourself and why it matters. And specifically, we're talking about the questions you're asking yourself relative to your health, relative to your weight, whether that means weight loss, weight maintenance, muscle gain, weight gain, whatever it is for you. The questions you are asking yourself about your health and your goals are very important in either helping you achieve them or hindering your progress. So what I generally hear, and I've heard this in my own mind, as well as in that of my clients, is our brain starts to ask us things like, why can't I lose weight? Why can't I stay on plan? Why can't I hit my macros? Why can't I ever follow through? Why can't I achieve my goals? Now, the reason that I find these questions so often in my own mind and in that of my clients, is I think we believe them to be necessary. We believe them to be very legitimate questions. We believe that asking these things is in some way helpful and useful. But I can promise you that questions like this, there's never going to be an answer to them that will be useful. Because all these questions are asking are to find reasons that you are incapable. And these questions are only looking for answers to provide evidence that something is wrong with you. And let me tell you, if you ask questions looking to find evidence for something, your brain will go to work looking to find it. And when you ask them, it will go to work looking for reasons why something is wrong with you and why the solution does not exist, why it is impossible to achieve whatever it is you are working to achieve. So even though these questions feel very legitimate to ask, like, why can't I lose weight? Why can't I follow through? Why can't I just hit my macros? Why can't I just exercise? Even though that feels very legitimate, it's never going to bring an answer and thus bring actionable steps that's going to help you, that's going to be useful for you. And what I want you to notice in your mind relative to your health and your weight loss goals is how questions like these tend to be very broad and very vague and very generalized. When we are asking these generalized questions that solicit really negative answers, that's when we have some things to clean up. If you notice yourself, just like churning through these negative questions and then you feel terrible, you feel very negatively because the answers to them are less than stellar, then there is some work to be done. You are in this emotional state of suffering and you don't need to be. So when you notice this generalization in these questions, they are not looking, they are not allowing us to look objectively at data. So when you ask questions like this, why can't I lose weight? It's like you're looking at something really generally, not specifically, and you are much too emotionally invested. So you aren't able to see things objectively and you are so emotionally tied to it that you aren't able to see it clearly enough to be able to neutralize it and potentially find a very realistic and easy solution. And this is why coaches are really helpful with this is because we aren't emotionally invested to the same in the same way that you are. I mean, at least me as a coach, I'm very emotionally invested in my clients in that I I care about them and I invest my time and I am willing to show up completely. But when things don't go to plan with any of my clients, I'm not put out about it. Instead, it's just like, okay, well, let's look objectively at the data and see what we need to do with it. Instead of being so dramatic about it this is why coaches are so helpful is because they provide a space for neutrality and can give us some space from our own mind mind so that we aren't so caught up in the drama and thus getting in our own way. Our brains engineer these questions and they just don't get us anywhere. But we keep asking them because for some reason they just feel legitimate. And I think that could be due to our nature in looking for problems our brain will go to work looking for problems if we don't give it. It does it naturally, and if we don't give it direction, then it's going to go to the worst case scenario, something is wrong with us type of problems, and we'll find and accumulate evidence to support those thoughts and those claims. And so if we aren't on top of our minds that are constantly looking for problems, then we are going to look for the wrong problems, and we are going to get in our own way when it comes to what we want to create for ourselves. And so what happens is the problem with questions like this, the problem when you ask yourself such generalized and emotionally charged negative questions is the inherent difficulty of weight loss or of certain health, health behaviors is compounded by weighing yourself down with these terrible questions and even more terrible answers. There are things that are hard, but we have a lot of fun with them because we're not asking terrible questions. Like, I think sometimes when things get hard, we think it shouldn't be, but I don't think the hard is what we're trying to avoid. What we're trying to avoid is the resistance to being hard, the resistance to it being hard. It's not a problem when something is hard. It's like, okay, in my family, we love to play board games. It's something that's really fun. And we do it all the time. One of my favorite things to do. When I'm learning a new board game, it's hard. When I'm figuring out the rules, when I'm trying to play the game, when I'm trying to practice with people that maybe are a lot better than I am, whatever it is, it can be hard, but that's really enjoyable. It's not a problem that it's hard. And the thing is, is weight loss is going to be hard because there's going to be a little bit more energy exerted in thinking about things and planning your meals. And it doesn't have to be crazy hard, but there's a little more inherent difficulty than just doing nothing at all. Granted, the difficulty in losing weight in the moment is much less than the difficulty overall that you experience in your life if you aren't trying to take care of your health. Like yeah, in the moment, it is hard to get up off your couch and go exercise, but in the long term, it's much harder to have type two diabetes because of lack of physical activity. Not that that's the only reason that you get type two diabetes, but you get the point. are just different versions of hard and having things be hard isn't a problem, but when we start to ask ourselves terrible questions about the hard things, then it makes it so much harder. Like, yeah, sure, packing can be kind of hard, but when you start to ask yourself terrible questions about it, packing for a vacation makes it it makes it makes so much more difficult, and I'm so much more inclined to just not want to do it at all and then have to stay up later to do it and just make it so much harder for myself because I'm asking terrible questions like what if I forget something? What if we die? What, what if I, like my brain just goes down these weird routes and I, we all do this. And so this is what is important for us to recognize is if something is inherently hard, that's okay. If it's difficult, that's okay. But we can make it so much easier for ourselves by asking smarter questions than these terrible ones that our brain naturally offer to us. Because then we'll go to work finding even more terrible answers. So what I want to share with you today is three steps to take in these situations. And this is what I do with myself. And this is what I offer to my clients when they are in the space of like, everything's not working. Why can't I do this? I'm terrible. Something is wrong with me. Number one is just to get aware of the questions when you're asking them. So in the moment, your brain's going to offer those. And I don't know that that ever goes away. For me, it certainly doesn't. And it's okay that your brain offers them. But what's important is for you to be aware of them and to see them and to be like, oh, okay, there's my brain wanting to ask these terrible questions about this thing that's kind of hard. And then step number two, you can potentially ask the opposite. I mean, you wouldn't believe if you were to switch your questions by default from what they are to the opposite, how much better you would feel emotionally. And I'll give you some examples in a minute, but I want to just get on to step number three. So first, get aware of the questions when you are asking them two, ask the opposite, and then three, get very specific. Again, coming back to this idea that things can be really generalized, like what's wrong with me? Why can't I lose weight? When we are speaking in such general terms, we lose the opportunity to look at specific instances where things didn't go to plan or didn't go the way that we wanted them to, and to really figure out why. So if you notice this generalizing question asking that lead you to find very negative answers, then it's time to get really specific and to ask the opposite questions. So what this might look like is if you have a plan for yourself for a food plan, sometimes when we don't follow through with it, we ask ourselves like, why can't I follow my plan? Versus like, I noticed that I didn't stay on plan. What kind of plan do I want to create that would be both supportive of my goals and supportive of my life? Like notice there, what a difference, what a contrast in in feel of those types of questions where the first feels unsolvable, feels like there's no clear pathway forward. And it feels like something is wrong with me that I just can't follow through. I don't know why, because we're just confused. I'm just confused. That's why I can't do it. And there's nothing I can do about it versus like, okay, I've noticed that I haven't been able to follow through. What do I want to create for myself? Maybe I don't want to follow this plan. So why am I following it? what kind of plan do I want to create for myself that would be supportive of my goals and supportive of my life? Now, maybe my plan would be difficult, but if I ask myself strategic enough questions, then the inherent difficulty will be totally doable. What makes it so much harder is when you ask yourself, when you weigh yourself down with this emotional pain over thinking it shouldn't be hard when it's hard, it's like, okay, well, it's hard, but how can I support myself in this? Or a question like, why can't I lose weight? A very generalized question versus what does me in the future, the future version of me, my future self that has already lost the weight, what does that version of me think and feel about food and about hunger and about my body? And what of those am I so excited to think and feel? And what of those thoughts and feelings differ from what I currently think and feel? Because of right now, I think I'm a terrible person and I will never achieve my goals. My guess is myself in the future, if they've achieved it, they probably don't think that. They probably think something like, I am a really capable person. I can figure anything out. And so how can I adopt that future version of me and the things that she thinks about her body and about food and about being hungry? How can I try to adopt more of that type of mentality? Because the current one that I am thinking, again, just by way of example, is like, I'm terrible and I can never do this. That future version of you that has achieved your goals likely doesn't think that. Because thinking that way feels terrible. And this future version of you is very deliberate with what type of thoughts they allow to reside in their brain. By the same vein, when you are asking yourself a question like, why can't I lose weight? And again, this is where a coach can be very helpful it matters to get specific and say, okay, what specifically have I done in the last week? And how does that compare to what I wanted to do for myself? And how can I look at the data and interpret it from a space of neutrality and curiosity about why we're getting the results that we are? And again, sometimes it can be really difficult when you have the emotional charge around it. And so one of the ways to go about doing this is to just write the data very, very neutrally. Like here's what I plan to eat, X, Y, and Z. And here's what I actually ate, X, Y, and Z. Like that's just really neutral information. And the only reason that that would be painful for you, and you might wanna shame yourself for that, is because of a thought in your mind, is because of what you make it mean when you look at that type of information. And so the more neutral you can get with the data you're trying to look at, the easier it can be to see clearly what might need to change. Good questions may not have perfectly easy answers, but the point isn't for you to just have a clear-cut answer delivered to you on a platter. The point is for you to put your brain to work finding answers and finding solutions that are useful, because if you let your brain run on default and ask these terrible questions, like I said, it's going to find terrible answers that will not be helpful for you. So even if there are some questions that might require a little bit more thought and a little bit more effort, if they're useful questions that lead to useful answers, it's worth the time. You want to just put your brain to work, doing something on purpose versus doing something by default. I like to think about comparing this to a jigsaw puzzle. I want to spend time on that. In fact, I I will schedule that for myself to do something that's inherently difficult a little bit more than just like taking a nap and that it takes time to figure out. That's what I enjoy the very most is to spend time doing something that's a little bit difficult that I have to figure out. And I have to experiment and I have to grab pieces. And does this go here? Probably not. Well, why don't I try this here? Oh, not there. Let's try to move it around. This is our health, my friends. It is like a jigsaw puzzle and it is constantly trial and error and assessment and spending time. I mean, patience is one of the most grand keys to overall health and weight loss is just being patient, allowing yourself to know that it's going to take time and not making that into a problem. So as you get aware in those moments, when you're asking yourself these negative questions and you can recognize them, you can ask the opposite and get specific. For example, when you are looking at your health or your life, you can ask yourself, what can I look forward to? Like instead of worrying about what might go wrong, you can ask yourself, what what can I look forward to? What do I want to look forward to about this weight loss that I'm going to create for myself? You can ask yourself, what kind of life do I want to build for myself? Like what a fun question just to let your brain go to work finding answers. What kind of life do I want to build for myself? We asked those types of questions when we were children. And at some point as adults, we just stopped asking that as if our life is over. But for so many of us, our life is very far from over. So how fun to ask yourself a question, like, what do I want to build in my life? What do I want to do? And especially too, like when it comes to exercise, I noticed this when there is a lot of resistance to it. Yes, exercising is going to be inherently harder than doing nothing. But if that's something that you do want to have more of in your life, why don't you just ask yourself, what things do I want to do with my body? Instead of saying, like, why can't I exercise? Why can't I just follow through when I set my alarm on and get up and go out and run or go lift weights or something? Those questions are terrible. So instead, ask the opposite and ask something like, what things do I want to do with my body? Do I want to get stronger? Do I want to lift heavier things? Do I want to rock climb? Do I want to run far distances? Do I want to do something like javelin? I don't know. But you're never going to even consider the options that you have until you ask, what things do I want to do with my body? And then when you ask questions like that, and your brain will come back at you with like, well, I don't know if we can. What if I can't? Again, a terrible question. So then recognize that your brain wants to ask a question like, what if I can't do those things? And instead, ask yourself, what if I can What are all of the reasons why I can do these things or why I can pursue these things or why I can try these things? What are all the reasons? Notice the emotional difference in questions like that. What if I can't versus what are all the reasons that I can do these things? And notice where your brain goes, because one kind of goes into this fog of confusion and the other is like, well, we can find some concrete information as to why this could be awesome. And this is one of the great ways to journal. You immediately in your mind have available to you so many different journal prompts by simply asking the opposite of your really crappy questions. When you can look at a terrible question in your mind and switch it to be something different, switch it to be something more useful that is more helpful to you and your goals, and then journal about it, again, your brain will go to work. You will have a lot to say because your brain loves answering questions. It is important that you be the instructor, the dictator of your mind, and what, is it allow, what, it is, what it is allowed to do and what it is not allowed to do, and the questions that it is allowed to answer and the questions that it is not allowed to answer. It's okay when it throws at you these negative ones, but what's important is that you recognize them and say, uh-uh, we're not going to answer them. There's no point in doing that. What is the upside of asking a question and answering a question like that? There is none. But thus, if my brain's going to ask it, I'm going to say, I see you, be on your way, and we're going to ask something much more useful. I can promise you when you start to become aware of the questions that you're asking yourself and consciously change them to be much more useful, your emotional experience of the pursuit of weight loss becomes so much easier because you, you feel emotionally better. You're not being weighed down by all of the negativity of these answers to these terrible questions. So be smart. When you are losing weight, when you are paying attention to your health in any way, ask yourself useful questions. Ask yourself questions that you want to find the answers to, that are loving and compassionate and open and that don't lead you to the answer that something is wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. So get aware when you start asking terrible questions, ask the opposite and get specific. Those are my three steps. And I promise when you do that, your emotional experience of anything will change dramatically. That is all I have for you. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free Set Your Custom Macros call. I'll see you soon.